Welcome to Funky Bez and Face, episode three for our podcast. A uh, bit stranger introduction today. We thought we'd bring it in with a bit of a song. Hope that's fired everybody up as I welcome my co-hosts, Baz and Face. Welcome, boys. Week three. G'day, Funky. It's uh, good to be on board, mate. Episode three. Who would yeah, have thought we'd survive? <laughs> Exactly. Hang on, Baz. Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. They're just Very good. with the goody stains on the Thames, and it was uh, pouring with rain, but we battled through. Good stuff. They were wet last week too, little fellas. So I uh, hope yeah. they're enjoying it. Yes, hope sir. you enjoyed the uh, music, boys. Um, Thirty-three listeners in week one. Better say we might have been um, cut off air uh, this week with any low numbers. What it? What do you think we got? Uh, I've got no idea, mate, but probably uh, we may have peaked. We maybe hit the 20s. <laughs> we got 30 this week, and we've got yes. a few little listeners into our first episode. So um, we, we have gone down in the ratings, 33 to 30, but um, I'm sure we're just building momentum to bring it back up. I don't think that's such a bad thing, Funky, actually. I reckon <laughs> after episode one, we would have listened to it a couple yeah. of times each. So uh, I. I think there's a little, little improvement there, but yeah. uh, maybe it's just um, uh, optimism. But we'll see. Better sure, surely, Spencer, after last week, would have seen that with <laughs> 150 friends and we would have got a few listens there. But, uh, but I'm a bit down at the moment, boys. I, um, I did something very foolish uh, about half an hour ago. Something like you, Baz. I uh, went on the sports bet, gamble responsibly, and put uh, 20 large on the Bulldogs. <laughs> Current score is about 65 to zero. Uh, 41 yeah. to 22, but that's okay. The, seven, the $7.15 just got me. I thought, well, you know, <laughs> it's a head-to-head. You can't have a two-horse race and have $7, one team paying $7. That just can't happen. Maybe Cause that, that, um, Because that team's not going to win. <laughs> Maybe yeah. the, the start by uh, Port Adelaide might have indicated that $7. Yeah, well, you know, Leicester won the uh, Premier League with, you know, that was 5,000 to one. So, you know. that would have been If you put your $7 on the Western Bulldogs now, what <laughs> odds would they give you now? Yeah, probably about 5,000 to one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, boys, we're going to crack straight into it. Uh, today we're going to talk about how do we make the game better. Everyone's been talking about it, but we want to hear from the two of you to see how it's going to make the game better. We've got shit or shine. We've got a couple of little um, items here to go through shit or shine with you. Baz's Bake, Tweet of the Week, and we're going to put the Crows review up next week following uh, the Crows' possible loss to Hawthorne on the weekend without um, putting the mozzers on them. Boys, um, everyone's been talking about making the game better. It's been a hot topic. And uh, on uh, Queen's Birthday Monday, we had a cracking game, Collingwood and Melbourne, and people would probably say, leave the game alone. Uh, I've got a couple of thoughts on make the game better. I want to cross it to you two first. How do, do, first of all, do we need to make the game better? And if so, how? 
Yeah, and, I, and, that, and you just stole my thunder there because that was a cracking game. And I think we just got short memories. You know, like, remember back in the day when, we, when uh, being from Adelaide, that you're, you're watching games at the Thebiton Oval, uh, you know, big fat Grenville Dietrich up in the forward line there. And, <laughs> you know, you've got, uh, you're playing on a muddy oval. You've got, you know, 3,000 people out in the terraces there. I reckon we've got an absolutely sensational game now. And yes, you do get your, your dodgy games, but that's just because we've expanded so so greatly into broader, you know, into the all of Australia. So I think the the game is sensational. Like watching that Melbourne Collingwood game last week, that was just brilliant to watch. And just just thought, how good are these players? You know, like Dugowie and and those guys and all their young guys. Phillips was amazing. I I just think you know, like how mobile mobile are our ruck. That they're big dinosaurs, you know. We we lord uh, Peter Carey and those sort of guys, uh, Parsons back in the day, Rutman. That the Rutman now are just so so good, you know, like Nick Natanui and those guys. Just, I think the standard is brilliant, and I, I really don't know what uh, media's on about. Maybe they've had a slow news week and it's not slow news month, and it always comes up this time of year. You know, mid season there's probably not much to talk about, so they they say, you know, what's wrong with the game? So I I would. You know, massively disagree with that, and think we've got an absolutely brilliant product. And um, yeah, I, that's I can't really state that strongly enough. What do you, good call, Baz? What do you got, Face? I didn't mind a couple of your points. No, well, look, I think you're right, Baz. It is in a good spot. Um, the expansions definitely hurt the the depth of the side, so we do have bigger blowouts, and as a result. Uh, teams are flooding back more. So even tonight's game, saw it. Western Bulldogs finally got the ball um, heading out of their back half and there was no one to kick to. And how often did that happen last week for Adelaide against Frio as well? It's so frustrating watching that. So if there's an ability to try and um, not crowd the um, the field up so much and and be able to spread it out, uh, if there's a rule change with that, you know, they talk about starting positions, maybe that's that's a start. But at least trial it first. Don't bring it into the, the major round without trialling it because I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a, an offset of what that does and the coaches will get around it. So um, the ability to ease the congestion would be my um, my number one go-to. Um, uh, probably the, the rule that has been talked about is the, the bigger bigger square and the ability for the fullback to, to kick out further and over that, over that congestion. So that might open it up a little bit too. I think um, on your point, Baz, when uh, you're talking about the days back in Thibodeau when you see Grenville Dietrich standing there in the goal square and he doesn't move and he uh, just jumps on people's heads and everyone's excited just by seeing them, I think the the, the customer, so to speak, for, for sport, their, expectat- <laughs> their expectations have changed and I think people are, want, are expecting more now. And you're right, I think the... The players, their ability and the talent is pretty exceptional, but I think people want to be entertained constantly. And you're seeing games change, like the the uh, T20 game th- through cricket. People don't have much time to sit around waiting for the odd highlight anymore. Uh, I'd actually like to see a shorter game. I think the game goes too long. If I sit down and watch a game on a Friday night, I'll probably watch the first quarter and the last, but I sort of tune out on quarter two and three. Yeah, so I think the game could be shortened up. I think the players are actually saying it could be shorter, and you know maybe people might find uh, perhaps attendances might increase if they're there for a shorter time. I think pre-game entertainment needs a massive 
agree. increase in focus. If you actually think of the people that get there at the game, they get there. If you get there for a good seat, they're sitting there one or two hours before the game. They are bored. They're just scrolling through their phones. If you have a look at half time of any game and at any quarter, the marketing people for the game have got a massive opportunity to captivate people and people. Have you got anything though? Have you got anything to come up with? Because you've said this a few times, but I don't think I've ever heard you come up with actually a solution. Yeah, Funky, Funky's been hot on this marketing idea. Uh, yeah, he, he, he was a marketer he back says in marketing. The day. He says marketing, <laughs> but he, I don't think he's ever come up with an idea. Well, so. I, I want to. I'm not a marketing guru, but what I can see is when what I I'm sit saying down, is, is put up or shut up. That's yeah, so. So I'm handing it over to the marketing experts around the world to captivate the 40,000 people who are bored at halftime yep. watching a 10-year-old kick a football around the ground that they can't even see because it's so far away. It's great for the mums and dads to see a kid kicking their football in the middle of uh, the MCG, but for the 40,000 people there who are bored, entertain them before the game and fire them up and entertain yep. them at halftime and fire them uh, up. While, while we're on this, while we're on this, if there's anyone of note that's listening to this, please, please <laughs> do not let bald, fat men uh, play a pre-game game on Adelaide Oval across the thing and think that it's entertainment. It is the most disgraceful form of entertainment in, in inverted uh, commas. Like, hang on, hang on, those, Baz. Hang on, Baz. Get fat, bald people off the ground. That is not entertainment pre-game. What, what, what are they doing what's happening? There? What's happening next week at uh, Williamstown Oval, mate, for uh, Vintage Rules? Yeah, well, that's a good point. <laughs> but that's, that's, we've got about, that, that is actually a uh, over-35s game. This is not in Adelaide Oval with 40,000 people watching. Yeah, true. Good call. It's completely different. But, um, yeah, please get those bald, fat men off the ground. That is ridiculous uh, entertainment. Funky, I agree with you. There needs to be some sort of fan interaction uh, prior to game. It, Surely it can't be that hard to organise a concert or some sort of um, something to, to fire the fans up and get something going. Clearly, Port have got you know their their tradition that they uh, use with the NXS song, but um, yeah, other teams. I don't know. There, you know, Carlton tried the hovercraft that uh, that went uh, came and went pretty quick. Um, they need something, and yeah, quickly. I think. When, when the players run out, if you go and watch an English Premier League game, the players run out, they're straight into it. The music's loud. The crowd are onto it. They're singing. They run out. Bang. The whistle goes. They're in. In AFL, they run out. They run around. They warm up. They kick to the end. They do stretches. They toss the coin. They have a bit of a rah-rah. It's probably about 20 minutes by the time that they run. They've already had an on-ground warm-up. It is yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. And you're trying to you're trying to extend your point by going. They walk around, they warm up, they kick. I don't know about that. And and half time, they don't do anything in Premier League. The bugger all happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so. A couple for me. Uh, engage the fans. Shorten the game. And the Melbourne Collingwood. I agree with you, Baz. Cracking game. We just don't see enough of them. Too many boring games. There's not enough good teams. So that's another one. The other challenge I've got to the AFL, I want more good teams. I want to see more teams on a schedule that I want to sit down and watch play the game. Over half of them at the moment, I'm not interested in watching them. Uh, Good calls, boys. I'm going to go straight into shit or shine. The first one I've got probably, if I said it this two weeks ago, I would have massively put them in the shine category, but I'm not sure now. I'm going to 
put the Melbourne Demons up there with are they shit or are they shine? <laughs> oh, yeah, they've had, uh, they had a bad loss, you know, on the weekend, but I, I still mm. think they're there. Um, people still rate them as a premiership fancy. You don't want to be playing your best footy now. I still think they're, they've got a lot of talented people there. Um, unfortunately, Jake Lever is not part of that. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I still think they're a very, very good team. And maybe they might learn from that. You, you know, if you look at the Crows last year, played in the grand final, had a bad loss to Hawthorne, a bad loss to Melbourne. People are writing them off. I wouldn't write them off yet. I still think they're a big chance. Even without Lever, do you think Lever's going to hurt them? Uh, yeah, I've got no idea on that. I don't really uh, follow them closely enough. But um, they sort of think quite bullish that they can cover cover him. But maybe he's more important than they think. But, you know, Collingwood played really well on the weekend. And, you know, who, who knows, uh, come, you know, probably, what, three months' time. So it's a, it's a long season, you know. I think as long as you get enough wins to get in the top four, which I think they'll do, then you, you're two or three games from from winning the flag. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be that concerned with that. So you got yeah, you got him as a shine, Baz. What do you got, Face? Yeah, I've got him as a shine. I, I agree with Baz. I think uh, Viney's only just come back after uh, not really playing most of the year. So, uh, well, he's two, three games in. Um, he'll obviously um, add to their midfield. Um, Goody, I think, he seems, you know, from the outside without knowing too much, he, he seems like um, he's got the players with him. Um, and Collingwood, they were just extra good on Monday. Their, their pressure was unbelievable. I don't remember seeing Collingwood like that for a, quite a number of years. So um, they were they were very, very good. And, and any side put under that pressure is going to um, capitulate, whether it's a big stage or whether it's a Saturday afternoon anywhere else. They're pretty good. Um, so for me, they're from, I think was the last time they played good footy. <laughs> yeah, I, I got him in the same as well. I just thought I'll, I'll whack a little controversial one in there just to see if I can slot, slide him into a shit. My call is uh, Mark Rusciuto, the move maker at the Crows, is just letting his mate Goody get a bit of experience as a coach for the Melbourne <laughs> Footy Club, let him learn his mistakes, get a few wins and um, learnings under his belt and bring him back home. He'll be the next Crows coach in a few years, I reckon. But uh, not, that's not to disrespect Pike. I think he's done a good job, but I think the long-term plan is to get a local boy like he's done with his uh, mate Birdman into the footy club. Yeah, that's that's worked really well. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is probably an easy one. Score review. Uh, currently shit, but must keep it. I think it's imperative that we have the ability to check the scores. Um, but the, the AFL haven't invested in the technology. If you look at the NFL in the States, they have 3D vision. They can, The cameras turn around on different angles and see whether the ball's touched. It's so clear. There's no sort of gap in vision. Um, they just have to heavily invest in it and around every ground um, that we play the major round on. There, there's no point um, having it some grounds and then like Alice Springs, it's completely different so yes it might be one game but if you're going to play there have the technology there so it's equal for everyone What do you got Baz? Uh, I've got absolutely bugger all on that because I don't really have a huge amount of interest in that one but um, uh, yeah so I don't have <laughs> I can't uh, believe in the money that the game's generated it's as bad yeah. as what it is I don't really care about the reviews and people pressing the wrong buttons because um you know, that, that's just error. But the fact that it's just set up to be so poor, when you watch the tennis and you can see a ball clearly hit the line, agree. it's all just complete guesswork. So um, keep the score review for me, but make it, uh, bring it into 
2018 technology, I think. Just going to go with one more shit or shine, boys. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Mitch McGovern. Yeah, well, I was shattered this week. I actually sent off a uh, rather um, terse email <laughs> to my beloved Adelaide Crows. Um, funnily enough, I didn't get a response. Yeah, I didn't think Fags, Fags will get straight onto the email and um, send a well-crafted email back. Yeah, it wasn't all that well-crafted for me, but I, I was just shattered. You know, uh, Jane said, oh, what's wrong? You know, she thought I had a bad day at work or I wasn't happy with life <laughs> or something. But it was just, I was just shattered that my club, you know, is surely this can't be happening again. And through history, we know that um, where there's smoke, there's fire. I, you know, of course yeah. the club is going to knock it on the head and say, no, no, no. Of course the manager is going to say that. Maybe it was the manager that put it out. You know, like, who knows? But there's certainly something with that. I, I, you know, I, I don't care what anyone says. I think there's something with that, just like the camp. There's certainly some residual stuff there as well. But surely we can't lose him. You know, he's just got the makings of an absolute ripper, he does. He, Yeah, so I, I was shattered the other night. When was it? Tuesday night. I was just, yeah, very, very upset about that because surely that can't happen. Especially, it seemed like, not petty, but the fact that it was uh, um, they railroaded me into sign a three-year contract. So, one, I don't believe any AFL player would be railroaded, especially through his manager. Two, that uh, suddenly they had all this money for Bryce Gibbs. Um, Gibbs is a better player than McGovern, and he's not getting paid as much as Rashido said anyway. I, I, the thing that worried me was that the, room, well, the, the story came out that he tried to get out of the contract just after he signed. It's going to be an interesting so, uh, off-season, isn't it? Yeah. So, so what's actually happening down there that players are agreeing or thinking yes? And he did it before finals, before his hamstring. So maybe that played a part as well, that um, you know he, he wasn't a part of it. But the fact that he tried to get out of it, um, there's something definitely smelly, agree with you, Baz. And the fact that his brother's out of contract and getting shopped around to Victoria or... They, you know, they both supported Frio as as young kids, so maybe that's their destination in the end. Have you heard anything about McClure? Has he come out and, and backed up his story? Because he's getting absolutely... Uh, apparently, apparently, he was stronger um, the next day, but it was uh, stronger about bets, I believe, and uh, his distaste for the camp, which is, you know, now common knowledge, isn't it, really? Well, I he, he got another follower because I followed him on uh, Instagram, but nothing sort of happened on that, but, uh, yeah. No. I tell you what, I wouldn't mind my organisation railroading me into a three-year, six hundred thousand dollar a year contract. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd be yeah, horrible. Yeah, I think I think I'd be pretty impressed with that. Mm. Uh, boys, good work on shit or shine, Baza. You've been preparing for this this week on Baza's bake. Last week was a beauty, which I can't even remember what it was, but I just remember it was good. Um, what do you got? State of Origin last week, and this yeah, week. What I'm probably a bit more aggrieved this week than last week. I am. I'm a bit. I'm pretty upset, boys. Mitch and McGovern. No, no, that's, <laughs> that's upset me too. But this one is the Australian media, and the reason why I'm upset with the Australian media is that we, as a country, should feel so privileged to be part of this World Cup. Okay, but you know what? You would not even know that it's on. You, you go down King William Road, or you turn on the TV. And you have more coverage of the Suns versus the Saints game. There's more time in the print media than you do out of an event that has got 3.2 billion viewers. You tell oh, me. Oh, there's, there's some research. You tell me what Holland 
You tell me what Holland is doing for the next few weeks. You tell me what Italy is doing for the next few weeks. You tell me what USA is doing for the next few weeks. You know what they're doing? They're doing bugger all because they're not part of this this year's World Cup. We are so lucky as Australians to be part of this World Cup, but you wouldn't even know it. It is unbelievable that we are that um, insular and we just worry about our own backyard, that we don't give a toss about this World Cup. It's the greatest sporting event in the world and we're giving it nothing. And, you know, one day we won't make it and we'll think, oh, how good was that when we were part of the World Cup? But we should treasure this, boys, because it is a sensational event. And I'll be tuned in. My beloved Crows are playing Hawks at the same time, but they won't get a look in to us against France. And, uh, yes, I'll be watching my boys against France. And, uh, yeah, I cannot wait. I must say, that isn't a very emotional Baz's bake. Agree. This week. um, Growing up with Bazza being the Aussie rules, football-loving, sleep with the Sharon in your bed tucked under your arm to then say that I'm following the round ball game over my beloved Aussie rules, big call. Well, what do you think about that, boys? Do you agree? Like, you you would not know what's on. I mean, the Suns and the Saints, which I reckon the Barossa versus South Gawler at uh, Eldred Riggs Reserve will have more (laughs) followers than the Suns versus the Saints. But that game is getting talked about no end. And, and we're playing France this Saturday night, and you would not really know it. It's the um, Suns and Saints is getting talked about because the journalists are just licking their chops over uh, Saint Kilda <laughs> losing and Richardson getting sacked. I mean, and Tom, are you Tom excited Lee about this World Cup? Are you? Are you uh, I actually forgot it was on. Um, yeah, yeah I, I didn't know it was on, and uh, someone mentioned it to me a couple of weeks ago. It was the first I heard about it, and yeah, didn't know it was on either. Tell you what, Timmy Cahill scores in the in the ninety second minute. I tell you what, you'll be jumping and hugging whoever's next to you. I guarantee it. it <laughs> Could be the Cavoodle at the moment. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe the Cavoodle might get strangled, but uh, something else might get strangled. But it's going to be a great. Event. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great event, and I can't wait for it. So, uh... do, do, you, do you have the uh, seven second uh, delay button? On no, there? but. If there's a preview section, if that can boost listeners, I'm all for it. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, not going to help. Now, we've uh, condensed the show because we're all about the listeners, aren't we, boys? We're thinking the listener gets in their car at the end of the day, they're driving home, or they're thinking about, oh, I have to listen to Funky Baz and Face on the way home. So we're sort of going to condense it a little bit. We've got one Well, segment. we appealed... We appealed to our country viewers last week. That's right, yep. yep for those, hour drive. Yeah, for those people who've got an hour and 45 minutes to drive home, they can listen to us the whole way. Um, yep. We're going to wrap it up tonight with the tweet of the week. What do you got, Face? Well, uh, a few contenders. Um, uh, Charlie, uh, not uh, no, no relation. He said, with, with the whole McGovern um, issue and all the other players wanted to leave, he uh, tweeted out, the positive to all of this is that the Adelaide Football Club will have the first 42 picks in the draft, most loaned <laughs> Lynch McGovern. Don't um, on that one. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Richardson, the great Richo man, he uh, tweeted out, the game's not stuffed, AFLD's pies, and absolutely, as we agreed tonight. Um, this was an interesting... Oh, actually, uh, Tommy Chadwick, the great uh, SA Crows uh, supporter Tom Chadwick, said, Imagine just for a second that Richmond don't play 17 games in Melbourne. And that was obviously... Yeah, I like that one. 
lost to Porter at Logan. Very good. Um, Very good. Did, didn't see uh, Hardwick get uh, upset about um, people throwing barbs at him uh, this week like he did against the Crows. Um, a quite unusual tweet. Uh, some Obviously, um, there was the Pride game, uh, St Kilda and Swans last Saturday night. Uh, Swans obviously um, smashed them. There was a photo taken of a St Kilda fan in the stands and he brought, I might have to explain this to you boys so you understand it, he brought an anime body pillow to the Saints game with a scarf around it. <laughs> so there is a cartoon body pillow, the same size as him. It was a female and uh, it was sitting next to him watching the footy and really that's <laughs> taking, taking pride to a whole new level. I'm, I'm guessing they would have celebrated uh, differently um, <laughs> after the game. Did, did that um, anime have to have a ticket? <laughs> uh, I think it's like um, just any other cushion at the footy, I reckon, but uh, it was quite quite big. So did he inflate the anime as he came in? No, I believe, believe it was a body pillow oh, uh, okay. rather than a, yeah. um, a, a doll of sorts. Yeah. Um, but the winner for me, it was Fox footy, but it's not really Fox's um, credit. It was Neil Danaher. Uh, obviously, for those who you know, clearly have been living under a rock, he's uh, got motor neuron disease. But the tweet was tagged that um, the, he's the ultimate fighter with a statement from Danaher saying, I don't know how many laughs I've got left, but I'm going to use all of them up. And what a ripper he's been this past week. Yeah, very good that face. great face. That, I, I quite enjoyed that. I reckon if people only tuned in for one thing, they would tune in for that. Oh, yep. beautiful. Very good. good that, voice. That's very good. Can I add something which uh, might sort of bring a bit of a downward uh, spiral, but something that I really enjoyed this week was, you know, the LeBron James's uh, Cavaliers, how they lost in four um, to Golden State? Yeah, mate. And, you know, the uh, the guy that uh, didn't realise the time? Mm. J.R. Smith, Matthew. Good, good research. Yeah. They, they said that uh, they had a picture of him standing out Side the stadium uh, for game five because he was the only one there. So got... <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Oh, that's a belter. Oh, that is a good one. I think you might have got Trump there, face, but that is very, very yeah. good. Uh, nothing like being upstaged yeah. uh, by the yeah. elder brother. That's fine. Uh, we'll uh, obviously uh, retweet those tweets out on the uh, funky Baz face. So all our thirty odd listeners and clearly booming listeners will. Um, uh, have a bit of a chuckle at them. Yeah, and um, in a couple of weeks, we're going to play the uh, Barossa District Tanunda Legends games. That will be funky in face. Baz is unavailable, unfortunately. Yeah, disappointing. Uh, likely we could get a legend um, in future podcasts, so it could sort of come from that area. Um, we'll probably give, uh, I think we've got another segment to go before that game, so we could give a preview for next week and um, wrap things up following Eddie, that. I agree. How my... Um... On how my twenty dollars is looking for the Bulldogs, and uh, not great at halftime, just quietly. Oh, righto, righto. No, very Thank, good. thanks, Funky. Oh, thanks, it was excellent. Twenty-seven and a half minutes—a perfect journey home for our uh, <laughs> avid listeners. And yeah. uh, looking forward to next week already, boys. Good, good work. Very good, good guys. guys. See you, fellas. Bye.